It's Friday night, and your work week is over. Get back and get the latest on the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown! The 10, the 5, a pick 6 for the Colts! Get up to speed on the Colts and the NFL, starting now. And he walks into the end zone! Touchdown, I-N-D-Y! This is the Colts Happy Hour on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, welcome back to the District Tap. We're in downtown Indianapolis. This is Colts Happy Hour brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment more. Having a great time down here. Our friends from Bud Live. We've got three pair of Eagles Colts tickets for Sunday to give away. And we're also going to be paying attention because we're going to be on the fly here. You've got number 12 IU at 2-0 and the Sean Miller led Xavier Musketeers at 3-0 from the Centa Center over in Cincinnati. That game is just about ready to get underway again from Xavier. We'll keep you updated on that. Of course, Pacers coming your way. 7.30 is the pregame coverage right here. And then 8 o'clock is that tip. Pacers and the Rockets from Houston coming at you again later on this evening. The first of two, in fact, this weekend, a back-to-back in Houston for the Pacers tonight, back at home, just right down Georgia Street here at Gamebridge Fieldhouse tomorrow night against the Orlando Magic. Here's the burning question of the week. Are you ready? The Colts get a win in Las Vegas behind a fifth fourth quarter comeback from Matt Ryan of the season. Matt Ryan back in the conversation about being the quarterback in 2023. This may make my head hurt with your reaction to this. If that's the case, do the Colts still need to address the quarterback position in the draft? This is really going to make my head hurt. Could you get away by signing another veteran during free agency? That is your burning question. So I guess what it comes down to courtesy of Casey Valier. Do you think Matt Ryan is anything more than the starting quarterback for the remainder of the season at JMV 1070? Go ahead and send that to me. Tell me what you think. You guys know what I think. They got to go out and draft a quarterback, but we'll see what you think about that. That is tonight's burning question. As we always start, it is Voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, and his conversation with a week-plus deep now and a first win of his career as an interim head coach of the Colts, Jeff Saturday. Matt. All right, thank you, JMV. It's time now for the head coach's report tonight on Colts Happy Hour with interim head coach Jeff Saturday. And, Jeff, certainly this week was more normal for you than last week. Have you settled into the job to this point? Have you found a degree of normalcy yet? Yeah, you know, we, I felt like offensively we, we were uh, much further ahead. We had we had done some stuff on Friday, obviously getting ready for, for this week. Kind of so, so just the, the normalcy of getting to a regular schedule, having all day Monday to game plan and prep for those things and, mm-hmm. and you know it just gives you more hours so yeah felt like we were definitely ahead in our progression uh more of a for more from a staff perspective than a player perspective but yeah made made, made a lot of difference you turn the offense back over to matt ryan at quarterback kind of a two-parter what did you make of his performance in las vegas and how impressed have you been with how he's handled his situation the last couple of weeks? Yeah, listen, he, I thought he did a fantastic job in, in Vegas. I, th- I thought he commanded the offense extremely well, understood when you know when to put pressure on him, when not to, um, got the ball out of his hand on time. It, all of the things that we had talked about leading up of mm-hmm. just making sure that we all play in phase and that we understand how this offense functions best. I thought he did a really good job um, and, and, and not putting too much on himself. You know, that that's always the worry when you talk about like how he's handled it he's handled it like a pro's pro right he was he was in Sam's corner did a great job with Sam of helping him get prepped and get ready to play I felt like both Sam and Nick did the same for for Matt um, but not trying to do too much right mm-hmm. one, one guy can't win and lose games and so let, let's go out there and be, be a part of this and just play your role and I thought he did that exceptionally well because when you're coming back and you kind of feel like you may have something to prove you know what I mean that was my yeah. big concern but man he he didn't fall for the trap and I thought he did a really good job the offensive line played very well as well can you pinpoint why that group succeeded against the Raiders and is that transferable going forward yeah I thought Strauss did a great job with him last week you know really keying in on the details of what we need to do against Vegas um, uh, making sure guys understood you know the way that we wanted to attack them what was important you know what were the I, I call them vital points you know what what's vital for us to make sure mm-hmm. um, that we have to that we have 
to get accomplished. I thought he did a really nice job of that. I thought the the guys' week of practice leading up, I saw them gain confidence throughout the week. You know, trying different techniques, making sure they were you know they they weren't afraid to to try some new stuff if they wanted to. And it just breeds that confidence that when you get into the game, you're prepped for it. It's not all going to be perfect. Listen, we all you know we're all going to have bad plays. It's how quickly can you get rid of them? Uh, I equate the O line to to defensive backs, right? We're the only guys who got to play going backwards a lot, and, it, and the only time you get highlighted is when you do something bad, right? So it's like just 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 get rid of it. Let's move on to the next play. And I thought those guys did it did well in, in all phases of that. Also on offense, Parks Frazier, the offensive play caller, he's got one game under his belt. What's the next step for him, especially in this game against the Eagles, where their head coach Nick Sirianni has intimate knowledge and understanding of the Colts offense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and listen, I'm I'm sure they have. Uh, I'm sure there's been a lot of communication with guys on this former staff that that right. are you know having conversations. But um, you know, I, I, we, we've we've all told parts. He's got to call the game as he sees fit, right? We've all we've all contributed throughout the week of what we think will be effective against his football team. We'll put it all together in the plan and complete it today. Um, but in reality, he, you have to have a feel for the game. And we'll all help get him information. We'll all help give him, hey, here's where we feel like our matchups are best. We're going to give and get him as much info as possible and then allow the game to come to him. And, and you know, I, I think when you get into – quote, calling plays, the reality is the, 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 the way that you have it simplified makes the game pace go quicker. And I thought he did a really good job, and I'm hoping we do the same this week. Now, the Eagles coming into this game, they're 8-1, and one, and I know they stubbed their toe last time out against the Commanders on Monday Night Football. But when you turn the tape on on Philadelphia, do they look like an 8-1 and one team? I mean, do they look Absolutely. like contenders? Absolutely. Listen, this, this football team is, uh, you know, if they're not the top team in the NFL, they're, they're up there. So, so um, it, when I was when I was working with ESPN, I would tell you they were probably the best team up front, mm-hmm. offensive line and defensive line. They can attack you. They're physical. Uh, they're smart and savvy. They have explosive players with AJ on the outside and Smith can do it. I know Goddard's down, but their backup tight ends can go and their running backs can go. And then you add Hertz, who is a, a guy who can throw it and beat you. You know he's beat teams from the pocket and he's beat teams with his legs. So our defense has their work cut out for him. You flip it over, it's it's the most uh, turnover-driven uh, football team in the NFL. Like, they get them. They, they practice it. They punch the ball. They tip the balls and, and, and tips yeah. and overthrows. You know, uh, defense always say that, that you know, we got to get those. So, um, they've done in every phase of the game, which would tend to believe that's how you get to 8-1, and one, they've checked every box. So, uh, we got our work cut out. Listen, I'm not going to mix words. This is, a, this is an excellent football team, and our execution is going to be the only thing that can keep us in it. When you go up against a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, who can be you with his feet with his legs he's just as dangerous in that department as he is throwing the football what are the key principles to slowing a guy like that down who can create explosive plays in, in several different ways. Yeah, D-line's got to control the line of scrimmage. I mean, ultimately, that's what you have to do. If the D-line can 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 post up and make Hurts slow down, right, make a cut at the line of scrimmage yeah. or have to bend back or move around uh, and keep him kind of trapped in there, I, I think that that that's that's always kind of the key when you get, the, you know, you get guys who are equally dangerous legs and arm. And mm-hmm. so um, you want to make them – you want to force them to throw the ball on the run I mean, it, it, that's just stats, right? Like, it's harder for most guys to throw yeah. the ball on the run. And they, listen, he's still going to make his fair share. I yeah. mean, that's just reality. But if you can get him moving, you know, either direction, just in, and try to mess up the timing of the throws and the timing of the routes, that's that's kind of what you got to do. Third down is enormous. Like, right. getting off the field on third down, can't live with a ton of conversions. So, um, you know, I think I think the defense has done a good job of, of trying to simplify it. But ultimately, execution is going to be the key. But that defensive front going to be yeah. going to be uh, huge for us. All right, lastly, coach, what other keys do you have for this game in order for the Colts to get the win against Philadelphia? Got to be physical. I thought I thought last week the most physical team won. And and uh, you know, after Philly's uh, game against the Commanders, you know they've been talked at all week. And and uh, I said it early. I was like, you know, the 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 there's a proverb in the Bible that talks about, you know, uh, fire refines silver or, or te- you know, test silver, praise test the hearts of man. And so the reality is, we've heard praise 
they've heard the negative, right? And so, mm-hmm. but you got you got to go back to back. We got to stack wins and make sure that we're we're going through our process. But this team will come out. They're going to come out ready to rock, and and they're a physical football team, and they're going to get back to that. We have to we have to meet that intensity. No doubt about it. That's the head coach's report with interim head coach Jeff Saturday, Colts and Eagles Week Eleven. Coach, thanks for the time. Good luck. Appreciate you. That's a Jeff Saturday, the Colts interim head coach and the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, right there on Colts Happy Hour. Centerpoint Energy is a proud sponsor of the 2022 Coach of the Week program. To see the winning coaches this season and to learn more about the program itself, please visit Colts.com slash high school football today. Speaking of high school football, if you are on the road going to one of these semi-states tonight, first of all, you already know this. I don't have to tell you. Dress warmly because it is not a great night to be sitting around outside. Dress warmly, but enjoy because you have some fantastic matchups that you're ready to witness throughout the state of Indiana, certainly around here in central Indiana, coming up later on tonight. And the best of luck to everybody around here in those semi-states. We'll talk about it because next week, Lucas Oil Stadium and uh, you're going to have, obviously, Friday and Saturday, the state championship games. All right, on the other side, we'll get you set more for the Eagles and the Colts in week number 11. That is Inside Football with Matt Taylor and the former NFL coach and radio analyst Rick Venturi. That's coming up on the other side. This is Colts Happy Hour, live from the District Tap. Bud Light brings us to you and your chance to win Eagles-Colts tickets as well. We'll eyeball the IU-Xavier game for you. And that and more coming up. This is 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Welcome back to the Colts Happy Hour. We're getting you in the know on the Colts heading into the weekend. Hey, welcome back. District Tapper downtown, Bud Light Blue Friday. Quick check. Gavin Games over in Cincinnati. Number 12, IU and Xavier. 14-37 mark of the first half. Xavier's up 10-6. We'll keep you updated on that. And getting you set for week 11 with the Eagles and the Colts here on Colts Happy Hour. Now, the Colts Audio Network includes podcasts, radio shows, and player interviews. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else you download Podcast. Now, you can also check out all your Colts content on Sirius XM utilizing the mobile app. So, Colts radio and audio content on demand. You can check up the Colts on your schedule and do that today. Back to that burning question in a minute. Meantime, I want to make sure that you guys are educated and prepared in this case for the matchup on Sunday with the Eagles and the Colts. And from the radio booth, it is the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor and Rick Venturi right now to tell us all we need to know. Matt? All right, thank you, JMV. It's time for Inside Football with Rick Venturi here, a part of Colts Happy Hour on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, let's talk about how the Colts knock off the 8-1 and one Eagles. Let's find out with Rick Venturi on the blueprints. Rick, let's start first with the Philly offense. They've got rising star Jalen Hurts at quarterback. He's one of only four NFL quarterbacks this season to record 20 or more total touchdowns, and he ranks fifth in total yards per game on the season. And as you said very dangerous as a runner and a passer miles sanders on pace for a 1000 yard season at the running back position already has six touchdowns he's a slasher he can cut he can burst for big plays aj brown the former titan the colts killer came over in a trade during the first round of the draft and he's blended in seamlessly there in the city of brotherly love he's tied for the fifth most receiving touchdowns in the nfl with six and ranks second in yards per catch this season at over six team. Big blow to them, Dallas Goddard. Got banged up on Monday night against the Commanders. He's not going to play on Sunday. Very athletic and dangerous tight end. This is a very, very good offense, and it's going to be a great test, great challenge there for the Colts. The Colts defense ranks top five in the NFL as well. This is good on good when the Eagles have the football here. Absolutely. And, you know, as a defensive coordinator, when I look at them, they really stress you. Number one, we have to defend Sanders on those inside zone plays. We can't overload the defense outside and let him split it. And then Gainwell will come in on third down and run the passing offense number number 14. Now, as I said, it's a direct running game, but it isn't like you can just pack everybody in there because here comes here comes the fake of the zone read, here comes the RPO, 
on the outside. So it's really important that our interior linemen, and we, we're good at that. This is our wheelhouse, Buckner and, and Stewart, and our two inside linebackers really play good inside. Those are the guys that have to play great inside on Sanders because your ends have to play with real discipline. They can't fly down, close down every time we hand the ball off to Sanders. They have to play square and down, and then your safeties and corners got to be able to tackle on the edge, and you're going to have to play X amount of man-to-man coverage, no matter what you call it, because your secondary has got to be involved. But number one, you've got to be able to handle those direct runs because if they can run those, and sometimes when they get in trouble, they just come back to that. They just feed it to to Sanders. So number one, you can't let him go in north and south. Number two, you've got to set the edge on Hertz. Now, most of the time that will be either with an end who's outside or a safety coming down off the edge or a nickel or somebody like that because he is going to run it. He, he In certain situations, he's going to run a lot. If he's in the red zone, you have to treat him like another running back because then all the NCAA designers uh, come in. So you, you've got to be really – you cannot let them beat you on the blackboard with those designer runs, and he'll run them all. So, again, it's direct runs by your interior players – it's end discipline and safety tackling on the edge on the NCAA part of it, okay? Number three, we've got to have a really good plan, and a lot of it's going to come down to being able to play tough one-on-one. Uh, and obviously Gilmore will, you know, will be challenged, uh, but we can't let A.J. Brown go wild. You know, again, the Steelers, he just killed the Steelers. Uh, he beat Witherspoon, their corner, like he just beat him like a drum. I don't think that can happen with us. I think Gilmore's a good match. But because of the versatility of their offense on the edge with the quarterback, there's going to be X amount of man coverage out there. And we got to do a real good job on A.J. you got to keep him under control. Uh, nothing easy. Don't let him get over the top. He's very good, and you've seen this. He's very good on the 50-50 ball. Gilmore's very good on the 50-50 ball. So it'll be a really good match, but you have to stop him. And then number two, you've got to have a scheme, particularly on third down, on those third and five to sevens. That's when Smith is really going to get there. Now, Smith can run. Smith can really go, but he's more where A.J. is more outside the numbers Smith is more of a crease, numbers-to-numbers guy. And then, as I said, he's become the schematic guy. When they're third and six, he'll be in a stack. He'll stack a release and run an option. You know, he's the guy that they want to go to. Now, security blanket for, um, for, for the quarterback has been Goddard, and he's gone, and I think that helps us. Now, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to pull another name out of the hat. I wouldn't be surprised that the third wide receiver, Zach Pascal, yeah. okay, who we know well, doesn't now take on a little bit bigger role. His role has really been subdued because Goddard was one of the three amigos, all three guys having over 40 catches. I think the two guys they'll use to pick up slack and passing downs will be Pascal, who will become the third receiver, and can kind of he kind of plays a semi-tight end type receiver. So I look for that. I'm anticipating that, and then Gainwell, uh, you know, the running back. So I mean, I think I think that's it from a receiver standpoint. Then I think the biggest key issue I talked about stopping him on the NCAA. Uh, and this is hurts uh, the number two must was control the NCAA part of it. But I think number four, the other thing that's really critical is when you do get him in passing downs, you want to keep him in. I would rather have him throwing out of the pocket than I would scrambling around, running around, because when he gets out there, first of all, he can take it as long as he has to take it, and he throws exceptionally well as the new modern-day quarterback does on the run. I think what's really important is you condense him in that pocket 
and you cut down any escape lanes. What our ends can't do this week, you can't just rush upfield and run past the quarterback. On a quarterback like this, we always used to say, never get deeper than quarterback depth. If you can cut the angle and get him, fine. But if not, don't keep running because if you keep running, you're going to open up those inside lanes. Don't get distorted underneath. Don't have three to one side and one to the other side. Good balance rush, close, condense. I notice a falling off of accuracy when he's in the pocket and it is condensed. So I think that's really, really critical, um, you know, in, in that regard. They have a couple linemen I would work on. The one thing, uh, you know, I, I, I think their weakest part of their offensive line uh, is their left tackle, Malata. I think you can get to him. But the guy you got to work on, and, and I think you because you got to keep your ends closed, is you got to get Buckner on Samalo, the right guard, number 56. I think he is the weak sister. I don't think he can handle Buckner. I'm not sure I would play one down of this game without Buckner on him. But, again, the biggest thing kind of starts and ends with Hurts. That's Rick Venturi. I'm Matt Taylor. This is Inside Football, breaking down the blueprints for the Colts to beat the Eagles. Let's roll over to the Philadelphia defense. This unit now mastermind by former Colts secondary coach Jonathan Gannon at defensive coordinator. And the Eagles, Rick, giving up only about 18 points per game despite the 32 they allowed on Monday to Washington. They are elite, elite in slowing teams down through the air. They've held four teams to under 200 yards on the season through the air. They rank third in total yards. They have the fourth most sacks in the NFL. And it all starts up front. Brandon Graham at defensive end. He's been there for 13 seasons. He owns the fourth most sacks in Eagles history with 62. They also have mainstays Fletcher Cox and Josh Sweat. Javon Hargrave and Hassan Reddick have combined for 13 and a half sacks on the season. And then there in the secondary, they're pretty multiple. They rely on Darius Slay at the cornerback position, and they've got a star at safety. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson leads the NFL with a career-high six picks on the season. And, in fact, he's the only Eagle since the 1970 merger to record five consecutive games with a pick, and he's the first safety in the NFL to accomplish that since 2015. So that's the layout for the Eagles on defense. Rick, what else stands out to you about Philly on tape on defense? First of all, you're going to be looking at an over defense or a double sync defense, okay? And so you have to have some audibles in your running game. If they're in the over defense, which means that they've shifted over to the tight end, you want to bang that thing weak and you want to bang it quick. You want to get in that bubble and you want to pound that football. Again, the way that Washington took that ball for 40 minutes is they played mash ball and gap ball. And we have to do the same thing. Now, we're not as good as they are in gap ball, but we can play mash ball. By mash ball, I mean they just ran it direct, wedged it with their offensive line, pushed it, and they didn't get big yardage, but they kept it moving. Then when, you know, then when Philadelphia jumped into their double sink, then they ran the off-tackle powers, the off-tackle OTs. That's when they gapped them. So it's a combination in my world of mush ball, you know, mash ball, which is straightforward, and then gap ball when they get in that double sink. And I, I really think that's critical. Uh, I, I think, you know, again, they banged out 152 yards, 40 minutes. That wasn't by accident. So it's really important. We did reestablish Jonathan last week. I think it's going to be much tougher this week, but I think to some degree we have to do the same thing. I think number two, I talked about all their strengths. I think their biggest weakness is Bradbury at the right corner and the fact that they undress their corners almost every first and second down. You almost know that on first and second and five or less, that those corners are either man-to-man by themselves or zoned by themselves. It's very seldom do they get help. They don't play a lot of two unless it's third down. And even their four, they don't help them. And when they do roll one way or another, it's always weak. So you can safely say, Mike Homer always used to say, I want, I want situations that are always or never, okay? I don't want anything in between. That wasn't an analytical, but it, it, what a great coach said. And so what I'm saying is you pretty much know that your strong side, 
corner, whoever that receiver is, is going to be one-on-one. So I would like – I'm going after Bradbury. I'm telling you, I know I respect that front. They could stifle us. They really could, and you can't be stubborn. But they have a weak sister in Bradbury, and I want to go after him. Now, I want to go after him with Pierce or Campbell. I don't, I, as much as I like Pittman, that's not the idea. I want to put the speed over there. I saw him get ripped. I saw him get ripped, um, you know, in games. I want to go right after him on that right side. So I, I think that's the key. And if I have to go strong formation to the left to make sure I get that, I'm going to get it. The number three, I think play action and misdirection is good against them. Now, with that, you have to max protect because of that five-man front. But because they bring five most of the time, that means they're only three under. That means they're only like three under and three deep. So if you can get those linebackers, those three guys moving one way, and even when they're in cover four, there's only three guys short. If you can get them moving one way and come across the grain or run, even with Matt, run a little bit of a half boot, half roll, and run those snap outs on cover four out into the flat, I think you can totally and, – you know, and then sometimes they try to drop those ends, but those ends drop them from the line of scrimmage. They get, they get distorted. So, you know, I think those mystery direction passes boots play action all those kinds of things are really good and then number four in all of these again you could go one two three four and make them all number one we have got to protect the passer here this is a much greater challenge Mm -hmm. you know you know and i don't i don't want to be disrespectful but the raiders are the worst coach defense and the worst talented defense they can't rush the passer. They're the last in passing. Their pass percentage against is last. They're the worst. Now you're stepping up in class, and you've got some front guys, and they haven't even hardly played Quinn at all. And he just, they just acquired him two weeks ago. But you talked about all those guys. This is number three in the league, 29 sacks. They're all guys you know. That that scares you a little bit. you got Cox and Hargraves inside. You got Graham, who can play outside, who kicks inside. You got Sweat, who's a good power rusher off the edge. And then you got Riddick, who they move around, who's really, really fast. So, you know, again, what you know, again, Parks has got to do a good job, and it may have to be different than he did last week, right? Because no two teams are the same. But he's got to command first down. We don't want to get in disadvantaged situations because our defensive line could, you know. You know, right now it's Cinderella, and you know we we look good. But against certain teams, you get behind in the camp. Cinderella, that coach can turn into a pumpkin in a hurry. So, you know, I think you have to own first down. I'd say the two guys though right now that you really have to block because they're just on fire. And this is no disrespect to Fletcher Cox. I can't believe I'm even saying it. But Hargraves is playing as good as I've ever seen him in the league right now. And right now he's primarily. Um, on our right guard. So it'll be a challenge there for the rookie. And then uh, Reddick will definitely be a challenge uh, for Ryman on the left side. There it is, Rick Venturi, Matt Taylor right there on Colts Happy Hour. Caesar Sportsbook is a proud sports betting partner of the Indianapolis Colts. You're going to love this. My conversation early on the week, Hall of Famer Edrin James joined the show. We'll talk about being in the Hall of Fame later on tonight, NFL Network. It's a football live with Edrin James. I think that's tonight at 9 o'clock on the NFL Network. But we'll play back the conversation I had with former Colts running back and Hall of Famer Edrin James. Coming up on the other side, live from the District 10 downtown Bud Light Blue Friday with more Eagles Colts tickets to give away on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We now return to the Colts Happy Hour, an inside look at the Colts on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, welcome back. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Farm Credit Union Question of the Week since 1970. In the merger, just four centers have been named first team All-Pro four times in their career. Um, I got that question coming up for you in just a bit on the forum, Credit Union Fan Forum section, Colts.com. That's where you go to interact with other fans online, post a topic. Have some fun there if you want to. Forum Credit Union Fan Forum section. That's Forum Credit Union, helping members live their financial dreams. My conversation earlier in the week with Hall of Fame running back Edrin James. Let's play it. Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline, a football life about him. 
premieres coming up at 9 o'clock on Friday on the NFL Network. It includes Tony Dungy, Peyton Manning, Kurt Warner. I believe Trick Daddy is a part of it as well. He is the NFL Hall of Famer and somebody that all Colts fans love. Edgerin James joins us now. Edgerin, how are you? I'm always good. Me too. Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I just know this from our conversations in the past. It is good to be you, man. There is no doubt. <laughs> uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, I, I want to start with this past weekend. Were you going to Vegas anyway, or did you jet out there to celebrate and be a part of your former teammate Jeff Saturday making his coaching debut? Well, I was actually headed to L.A. I had to be in L.A. on Monday. But as soon as I see my boy get the job, I had to, you know, abort all missions. I got to go support my man. This is like, this is big. You know, somebody you play with, to see them get in these positions in the organizations that's family, it's like, man, I'm, I got I to be there for this because we're going to get that victory, and I'm going to be right there to support my boy because, you know, it's only right. It's uh, Edrin James with us. Was he a guy that you played with in the past that maybe you thought one of these days could do what he's doing right now and coach in the NFL? Well, I'm not surprised. You know, I'm not surprised. You never know what what direction everybody's going, but I'm not surprised because if you be around and you're in those locker rooms and you you know you start developing these relationships and you're having these conversations, certain people know the game. And the people that know the game and they're actually likable people and the people that you can get along with. You know, those right there, those are the things that separate certain people. Some people know the game, but they can't get along with people. Some people get along with people, they don't know the game. But when you're somebody that has that it factor that everybody loves, that nobody really has a problem with, that and goes and does his work, like Sadie wasn't a drafted player. Sadie came and put that work in and earned everything. So, man, I love it. I'm, I'm happy for him. It's uh, Edron James on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. A football life premieres about him coming up on Friday. We'll dive into that in just a second. Now, are you going to be up here on Sunday? A home debut of Jeff Saturday? You going to slide nah, up there? Nah, I'll be at another function. You know, I just spread it out. You know, you got to spread the edge. <laughs> well, let me, uh, let's hear about this function. Can you explain? Go into a little bit of detail about this function. Oh, well, it's, um, you know, I love to go and support the HBCUs. They have the Florida A&M versus Bethune-Cookman College, you know, classic game in Orlando. And I love to be there. The family atmosphere is good vibes, good energy. And if you ever get a chance to come to an HBCU game and hang out, man, you're is the time of your life, man. I'm telling you. So that's where Ed will be at. Yeah, that's where you're going to be coming up this weekend. Now, I, I, are you going to try to make a game back up here before the end of the season, too? I, I was assuming that we probably would see some some of the former Jeff Saturday teammates up here because of that debut um, on Sunday. Well, I can't speak for anybody else, you know, but I'm I'm never too far away. And if the big man sends the plane, I'm on my way. You know, that's how I move. Does that now, do you expect to get a call from the big man to send the plane down there? I would assume so. Nah, nah, nah. It's like it happens when it happens. I don't expect nothing, but (laughs) I'm always available for the right thing. How'd you think the team overall played? And then after the game, we saw the video of you and Jeff celebrating and and enjoying that that first win. What'd you think about how he looked on the sideline, his demeanor, and how the team performed? Because that was, Edron, that was a chaotic week. I mean, it really was leading up to that game, and it seemed like everything went about as well, including the win, as you could ask. It was normal. He did everything that every other coach does. The difference is, it's just Saturday, and it's not a coach that has been around for a long time. You know, he did everything, um, and I was actually impressed with his pregame speech, the way he rallied the troops, he got everybody together. If you didn't know anything about football or you didn't know anything about experience or anything, you'd have walked in the locker room, you'd have left out of there motivated, and the guys, they was all in. So whatever he did, he did what he was supposed to do, and he did it just like a coach would do. 
It's uh, Edger and James, the Hall of Famer, with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Edge moves. Hashtag Edge moves. We're going to get that thing started on Twitter coming up in, in just a bit. So um, I'm assuming you've seen the finished product here of a football live for premieres Friday on the NFL Network. Um, what's your favorite part, I guess, of your football life that we're going to see coming up on Friday? I don't think it's one part that's that you can take it as a favorite. I think it's the journey. You know, the journey, you know, the journey is when I look back on it, a lot of times when you're in the midst of living and you're looking at and you're just living life, you don't really reflect too much. But then when they start putting these football life or when you start going through these series where it start documenting things, it's like, okay, yeah, hey, it's pretty inspirational to see all the different things you go through to get to where you're trying to get to. And they, um, they did a great job. Did you, um, cause you seem like to me, somebody that soaks up absolutely everything. Is, is there anything oh, that you wish you could double back and, um, and relive it again because you didn't get to, to feel it as much as you did when you were living in the moment? Nah, not, not too many things. Like every one thing kind of builds on the other. Yeah. So it's, it's all part of the journey, you know, it's all part of the journey. So I can't say one thing because where I was at at this time in my life, you know, now I'm in a different space. So you just enjoy every space that you're in. That's how I try to look at it. I enjoy every space. And now I, I celebrate more of the small victories now because I was doing some, I was doing some top notch things. You know, you break records or you're doing all, and for me, it was like, oh, we got to go work tomorrow. Or oh, we're just looking forward to the next day. Or, you know, always looking at to the next move. But now I kind of, you know, I sit back with my kids. I celebrate the touchdowns. I enjoy the things that they're doing because I really, I never got a chance to do those things because I was on a mission, you know, a man on a mission. You don't have time to be sit back and sitting on these awards or anything you get, any of those, any of those accomplishments. You say, hey, what's next? What's next? And that was always the mindset. How are you as a sports dad? I'm a great sports dad. <laughs> it's like I don't I don't bother my kids during the game. Hey, we do all our work through the week, through your preparation. When it comes game time, you know, I take my notes and when the game's over, they get a text message with everything they did wrong most of the time. And the things they did right, they expect to do it right. Everything they did that can make them better. And after that, whenever they come to me, that's when we talk about it. And I just keep moving on. But I enjoy the moments. It's a football life on Friday. Hall of Famer Edger and James, kind enough to join us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Nine o'clock on the NFL Network Friday night. Peyton Manning has said this a number of times, and it's in this as well. Um, you were the best teammate he had ever had. So what makes a great teammate in your estimation? Be there for your teammates um, no matter what. And, I, and you just go out and do your job. You do your job and you compliment each other. Um, you know, it, when it's time to pass, I know it's time to block. You know, a lot of time in this position, you know, you, you want to put the ball in your hands a lot. But if you play for the coach, you know, and you have a great quarterback and great receivers, you know, you'll be silly to sit up and think you're going to carry the ball all the time. You got to be willing to sit up there and protect this person and make sure these things happen. And for me, I just always just did my job, and I got a great appreciation for a person like Peyton that really loved the game, learned a lot about the game from Peyton because Peyton really loves the game, you know. And that's something that is is not common. <laughs> you know, everybody don't love the game like Peyton loves the game. Yeah. Well, who um who'd you learn the most from when you were here, from a teammate standpoint, Edrin? Uh, I think we learn from each other, you know, because everything complements each other. Like, you know, the pass and the run, it, it always, everything fed off each other. You know, so you have so much that you, I mean, so many different people you encounter. So it's, it's a multi, I mean, it's so many people that you deal with. You can't just say just one person, you know, it's, it was a group effort. So Edrin James, the Hall of Famer via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. It's funny, Jeff Saturday in that post-game um, speech to the team after the win talked about Victory Monday. Was there anything better than Victory Monday when you were a player? Man, he, he called it at the right time. And when you look, you, you look forward to Victory Mondays. You know, Victory Monday makes the season so much better. You know, you come in with that extra like motivation, it gives you that extra spunk to go out and win. So there's nothing like Victory Monday. You know, that's, that's, I think if you ask 
any football player. I think that's the best day of the, of the year, Victory Monday. You guys had great coaches, whether it was you know, Tony Dungy or Tom Moore, you know, just really anybody, support staff, whatever, when you were here. Did you notice that Jeff Saturday may have taken away some of – your coaches when you were playing alongside him and put into good use in his coaching debut this past weekend? Any any type of quotes or anything like that that stood out to you? Absolutely. I, so as he said, who goes the hardest, the longest? Tom Moore popped up in my head. That's what Tom Moore's words. And, man, Saturday knows what, hey, all you got to do is do what the greats do and you'll be okay. And that's what Saturday did. He didn't try to reinvent the wheel. Hey, shrink that playbook. Let's play fast. Let's play tough. Let's get out of here and do what we do, and that's coach football. Man, it seems like, too, it could be easy to lose somebody if you're, you're phony and, and you're up there for a while, you know, preaching and doing your thing. It just seemed like you're right. I mean, he kept it simple. I thought the Colts kept it simple on Sunday, as simple as possible as they could with a new play caller, with a new head coach. And uh, I, I thought it worked out great in Vegas that way. Of course, man. Less is more, man. Like, why you go get this dominant football player and you make him have to do all this thinking, all this thinking? You know, football is about reacting. You know, play fast, react, do what you've been doing since you was a kid. Let's not overanalyze this thing. Let's just play some hard ball. The man in front of me, long as I beat him, we winning. You know, and that's how that's the mentality. But when you go through and you have to do all these X's and O's and complicated, and I have to do all this thinking. I'm going to move a little bit slower. But when you take all the thinking out of it, you just simplify, that's what football is. That's that's what it's about. That's why you work so hard, become stronger, faster, and become, you know, more and, and your skill level shows. You know, put it on display. Edron James, he's got the football life that premieres about him at 9 o'clock coming up on Friday on the NFL Network, and his book is called From Gold Teeth to Gold Jacket, My Life in Football and Business. The Hall of Famer Edron James on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline and is just a text away from the big man sending the plane down to get back up here. I, I'm betting right now that, that that's going to happen before the end of the year. That's going to happen. Uh Anytime, man. Anytime a big man calls, Edge on his way. You know how it goes. <laughs> edge moves. Hashtag Edge moves. Hey, it's always a pleasure to have you on. You, you, I mean, I'm telling you, people love you up here. They love it when you come I on the show. That. And um, we're just a phone call away if you ever want to drop in again and uh, talk about anything, man. Always fantastic to have you on the show. All right. Thanks for having me, man. And go Colts. Edron James, a Hall of Famer right there. Remember, it's a football live featuring Edron James on NFL Network coming up later on tonight. Colts Happy Hour brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment count. Here's your forum credit union question of the week answer. Since 1970, the merger, four centers have been named first team all pro four times in their career. Dermotti Dawson six times, Mike Webster five times. I believe both of those with the Steelers. Dwight Stevenson in his fantastic career with the Dolphins four times. And this current center, who is the fourth, Jason Kelsey of the Eagles, the fourth. Dawson, Webster, Stevenson, all members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Kelsey appears to be well on his way. Other side, voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, Zaire Franklin, the linebacker, struggling with a little bit of an illness in that locker room, along with, I believe, uh, Isaiah Rogers, I think Kenny Moore as well. A little bit of an illness today. We'll keep tabs on that over the weekend. But Zaire Franklin leading the NFL through 10 weeks of the season in tackles. He's going to join Matt coming up on the other side. Colts Happy Hour, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We now return to the Colts Happy Hour, an inside look at the Colts on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Hey, back with the District Tab downtown Bud Light Blue Friday. Got to thank everybody here, everybody with me here today. Always appreciate that. Colts Happy Hour continues right now. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts' conversation with linebackers Ayer Franklin. Matt? We're inside the Colts radio studio. I'm Matt Taylor with Colts linebacker balling out. Zaire Franklin is with us. Zaire, thanks for the time, man. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm taking I'm taking it one day at a time, just like you guys are, one game at a time. With that in mind, take me back to last week. How important was it to get that win against the Raiders 
stem the tide, stop a three-game losing skid, and also get a win for first-time-out interim head coach and Jeff Saturday there? Oh, I mean, it was huge, um, you know, for a lot of reasons. Uh, a lot of emotions last week, a lot of ups and downs. Like I said before, a lot of talking, a lot of conversations being had. Yeah. Um, and it felt good, you know, for us to finally show up and, you know, everybody be do what they said they wanted to do um, on Sunday. Definitely something great, you know, for you know for our organization and something for us to build on, you know, moving forward. Right. Loaded question here, I know. Mm-hmm. What has it been like to be you the last 11 days or so? Because I know you've been your – listen, I know you're close with head coach Frank Reich. Yeah. You know, Jeff Saturday comes in and you respect the heck out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, changes all around you. How, how have, As a leader on this team, how have you processed all of this? Um, honestly, just taking it day by day. Um, that's really just how I do. Just uh, putting out, you know, whatever fire that I can as they come along. Understanding that, you know, I'm not perfect. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, making sure that I still take care of myself. Um, because, you know, the best version of me is going to be the best version of everybody else. So just definitely, I guess the, the way I was doing it, just making sure that I had a little bit of me time. Just kind of reflect, you know, recover, recuperate. Um, just so when I came in the building or when I needed to be, you know, with the guys, I could be the person mm-hmm. that they need me to be. How difficult is, is it to, to carve out? Zaire time, right? Because you're you're balancing. You a, you're still a dad and a husband, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's tough. Yeah, you got to steal it. You got to steal it. <laughs> uh, my my fiance, she always yells at me every time I'm sitting in the car, and I'll be like, "Look, I'm, I'm coming in. I'm, I'm coming in." But uh, <laughs> no, nah, it, it, it's always it's always good. Obviously, seeing your son, that is just like it's like charging up my battery. Mm-hmm. You know, every time I get to go home and hold him and just spend, play time with him and all that other stuff, it just makes me feel better. It makes all the world's problems just kind of see. So yeah. definitely got to you know get you a little one on one time. No doubt about that. That's uh, well said right there. Zaire Franklin with us, Colts linebacker. Now, on the other side of the coin, how have you seen the locker room respond to, to Jeff Saturday? Um, honestly, it's just been a breath of fresh air. You know, just having that, you know, that brand new perspective. Somebody from who loves the organization, mm-hmm. cares a lot about the team. Um, but, you know, they're just kind of coming in and giving their opinion on things and kind of, you know, lead, leading us in a different type of direction. Uh, it's been great. You know, I think the guys have really been responding to Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he's a great leader. Um, obviously, he's been a leader of a men for, leader of men for a long time, and I think it just kind of shows how he's able to just rally, get everybody to rally behind him. How much does his uh, former – playing experience how much does that matter I mean he's, he's in the ring of honor I mean he's yeah. one of the greatest Colts of all time how much yeah. does that matter in terms of your respect and your approach for him well I think you know anytime you have like a player coach I feel like it always helps a lot because you know first of all they've been in your shoes and mm-hmm. for you know a guy like Jeff to have done it in our shoes and in this building and at a high level for such a long period of time um, it just kind of makes the things that he said the little nuggets that he give hit a little bit of different mm-hmm. um, just because he understands what it feels like to be us um, and I definitely just think it plays into his advantage. So is it safe to say that things have settled down a little bit after the last couple of weeks with changes I mean do things feel a little bit normal I guess if that's the right word to use? Well you know obviously you know Jeff has his own way of doing things you yeah. know we're trying to get into a rhythm and a routine with him. You know, this is our second week with him. Still a couple little tweaks and uh, different things here and there. Right. Um, but obviously just after that roller coaster of the last few weeks, is good to kind of just settle in and let us get our feet planted and let's start building. How, how has he changed up practice, or has he? Yeah, I mean, I think for him it's just, you know, uh, getting offensive, you know, reps. Um, you know, for us and it's just, I think at the end of it, too, just for him holding everybody accountable, like straight up, like, look, defense, you guys, you know, you guys mm-hmm. gave up some explosive plays here. You can't do that, especially teams look let's lock in let's take right. care of this and offense you know obviously he's over there you know getting out there those guys the whole practice so yeah. I think just the way he kind of approaches it how he just kind of straight up and no accountability for everybody you know throughout mm-hmm. I think that just makes the biggest difference Yeah. Oh, man, that's weird to say. Gosh darn, 2018, yeah. five years ago, but that's where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the point is, you're having one heck of a season. You're on the cusp of 100 tackles. Mm-hmm. You already have a career high in that department. You are second in the NFL in total tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some things that have allowed you to kind of break out and, and have this you know, career campaign that you're on? Honestly, I would just say you know, the relationship that I was able to start to build with the coaches, um, Coach Smith and Coach uh, Bradley, um, yeah. specifically just you know them trusting me with the game plan. Um, trusting me to kind of lead the defense and, you know, uh, just kind of be that voice out there to kind of help them help, help me settle in. And honestly, just my teammates, you know, when you got Big Grove, you got Buck playing the way they are. Obviously, Bobby's coming on and then, you know, Kenny and Gilly and those guys in the back end. So, yeah. um, obviously, just, you know, I'm just one part of the defense. But, you know, thankfully, I've just been able to excel at doing my job and making plays. That's Zaire Franklin with us. Now, this defense, fourth right now in total defense. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the points allowed number, it's good, but I think it's deceptive. I think it's even better, right, because of, you know, points 
allowed off of turnovers. You guys have been on some short fields. The offense has some you know, direct uh, touchdowns they've allowed on pick sixes and things like that. We don't need to get into it, but you guys are having a fantastic season to this point. And really, specifically, these last four games are giving up only about 20 points per game in this stretch and you know, holding down good offenses like New England and the Raiders. Why is this defense sort of coming together and, and peaking midway point of the season, week 9, 10, 11 here? Like I think, like I said before, I think it's just guys getting comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, guys getting comfortable in the roads that they are in and just excelling, you know, doing their job. Everybody's doing their 111th, um, trusting the plan, trusting our coaches, trusting your teammates to be where they're supposed to be. Be fast and let's make these plays. And you know, I think mm-hmm. we out there having fun, you know, so much time. We out there And you can dancing. see it. Yeah. You can really see that. Celebrating with your teammates. And, you yeah. know, when you out there, when you having fun, it's like, you know, now, now the job is easy. Hey, Colts fans, score big for your Indiana high school. Enter gear up at Colts.com slash UHC. It could score you tickets to a Colts game and $5,000 for your high school. Gear up is a free program designed to improve the health and safety of boys and girls high school athletics. Winners are selected throughout the season. Enter today for a chance at Colts tickets and $5,000 in athletic equipment at Colts.com slash UHC. Your vehicle deserves the finest care and protection. That's why you need Lucas Oil Additives. Whether you need to solve a common automotive problem or protect your vehicle for the long road ahead, there's a Lucas Additive to meet your needs. To see the entire line of products, visit lucasoil.com. Lucas Oil is the official oil of the Indianapolis Colts and is used throughout Lucas Oil Stadium. Lucas Oil, it works. Colts fans, it's time to download the greatest app of all time, Caesar Sportsbook. Bet on your Colts or whoever else you like all season long, and with Caesar's rewards, every bet you make, win or lose, brings you closer to redeeming the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Tickets, free hotel stays, experiences, and more. You must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Caesar Sportsbook, proud sports betting partner of the Indianapolis Colts. You bet, you get. I've always dreamed of owning a home. Love having a place I can call my own. We've wanted to remodel this kitchen since we moved in. Already dreaming of the memories we'll make here. Finally, a secluded house along the lake. We put years of hard work into this dream, and now it's a reality. Forum Credit Union helps you save, share, and grow for the moments you dream about. Learn about becoming a member and our services at ForumCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender. Through kicking the stigma, the Ursay family and the Indianapolis Colts are continuing to raise awareness about mental health disorders and remove the stigma too often associated with these illnesses. With a donation of $30, you will receive a limited edition Kicking the Stigma knit beanie with partial proceeds supporting the Indianapolis Colts Foundation Kicking the Stigma Action Fund. To date, the Kicking the Stigma Action Fund has distributed more than $4.1 million in funding. Learn more at Colts.com slash KTS.